0: Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel.
1: And I'm Fa. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> it's my favorite when you say welcome back.
0: <laughs> we, we cackle a little bit every time. After
1: it. <laughs> it's like we have a real TV show or something. Yeah. More like a radio show. So, what's been going on with you lately?
0: Just a lot of work. Working
1: Nine Working to five. a lot,
0: man. No? <laughs> More like I 7 wish, to 7. Right? <laughs> Every patient, I'm like, I'm going to be your nurse tonight. Well, how late are you here till like 7 a.m.? And everyone always re- responds the same. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, I know.
1: But of old people.
0: <laughs> Just need some caffeine and I'm good to go. You know? I know,
1: right? How many um, days off you have now? Like 10?
0: No. Seven. <laughs> but you know what? It's not like, it's great. But then I come back to work for two nights in a row, and then I have one night off a row, and then I go back for another four in a row. So that's a lot.
1: Yeah, but I feel like this is good balance, though.
0: I don't like it. This was a struggle. Every day, this last four-day stretch that I just finished, 48 hours mm. in like four days, and I... Every day I woke up and I was like, I mm, got to fight them demons. It's a call out, you know? <laughs> they just
1: Well, I don't think it was me. a struggle cuz I didn't feel anything. Yeah,
0: that's good. <laughs> that's actually what I say to my patients when I put IVs in them. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, "Oh, that wasn't too bad." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I didn't feel anything." Well, <laughs> what do you find out though, like if you're hopefully this is not the case for anybody, but if you're a sickly individual that's in the hospital often, in the hospital, we call them frequent flyers, which they mm. just come in all the time. Yeah. Um, you'll probably notice that everyone just says the same stuff all the time. Like, for instance, if we have, um, if I'm precepting somebody, meaning I'm training, you yeah. know, um, I come in and be like, hey, my name's Rachel. This is so-and-so. Uh, I'm going to be your nurse today. And so is she. So you get two for the price of one. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Everyone says it. Everyone says it. And then, oh, gosh. No, I can't remember all the other ones, but, uh, we have all the different like sayings in nursing. I love it's like it. we have patients who are independent, you know, can walk around. Okay. They're yeah. not crippled or whatever. Don't need a walker. We just like, oh, they're walkie talkie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which means that they're oriented and that they can move on their own Yeah. and they're continent. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Another one I like to say a lot, which the first time I said it to you, Because it's natural to me to speak this way, but you don't understand what I'm talking about. And I was like, yeah, I had a patient that was like totally out to lunch the other day. You're (laughs) like, what? (laughs) Which means that you're not oriented and completely confused. Oh, yeah, right. When you see dudes out to lunch. I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) He thought I was his daughter. (laughs) I think we
1: talked about this before, but. I remember going to nursing homes Mm -hmm. to deliver, like, Chinese food. Yeah, you have talked about this. And the (laughs) old (laughs) people would hug me and say that I'm their grandson and stuff. Oh,
0: God. (laughs) Were you delivering pizza to the old... Or Chinese to the old people?
1: No, the nurses that Uh, worked there. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't think the old people could... Eat Chinese food probably kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Probably would, yeah. That
0: heart failure kicks in with all that salt. Um, yeah. No, I also have a story like that where my grandmother, when I was little, would would she had friends in the nursing home because she's like old, you know? Yeah. And she'd bring me in there to visit, like one of her old neighbors. Her name was, I think her name was B or something, Miss B or something. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Beyonce. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, like, she'd come and visit, and she'd bring me with her, and I'd sit there, you know, while they chatter her on about stuff. Right. And then, like, she's old, so, like, I'm a little girl, and she's like, okay, give me a hug and a kiss, and which isn't terrible, except for this poor old lady. I feel so bad for her, because, you know, things just happen in life. I don't know. Yeah. Things grow on you that you didn't expect to pop up. And, and what I mean is, <laughs> like... Various skin growths. I don't oh, gross! Know. <laughs> she used to try to have me kiss her on the forehead, or something oh my God. or something. And she had like this—I don't know if it's a what a good way to describe it—almost like a a horn <laughs> on her head. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's like just your skin grows and you have these like mole. Like Ugh. really outrageous moles. Um, she, it looked like she had like a a corn on her head, like a. <laughs> yes. And I'd have to like kind of kiss her near that, and it Ugh. always left feeling funny after that. <laughs> 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 Poor lady. She would have said no. She I'm was not kissing no, you the head. Was, She's so she was very sweet, and my I grandmother would not have tolerated me rejecting that <laughs> old lady. <laughs> 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 there was no way. One time my grandmother yelled kiss at me. Kiss me in
1: the horn. Yeah. <laughs>
0: One time my grandmother yelled at me because uh, someone complimented me, complimented me and I didn't say thank you. Hmm. So like that wouldn't have gone over well if I was like, no, yeah. I'm not kissing you. Like she would make <laughs> me, you know.
1: Shouldn't make children kiss people that they don't know and like, you know what I mean? Well, it's kinda weird I mean, now.
0: yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I lived through it. I'm fine.
1: Nowadays, it's a microaggression or...
0: I think people are too sensitive. You're triggering honestly. people or something like, like that. come on. You can kiss an old lady. Get over it. Make your kids kiss old ladies. Like, it's fine. I didn't <laughs> yeah, get scarred. I'm not traumatized. <laughs> it's just a fun story later. <laughs> I need to think about it. The poor woman is alone in the nursing home. I don't think she had any family. That's why my grandma. No, I get it. Yeah, pain. they're like... Like, yeah, she... Poor thing. You know, the other day... I was okay, so like the the night this is like this is this is the point I'm making is like these these elderly generation here it is they're losing their friends, like they're all getting older and mm. they're alone. there's like high amounts of like depression and and suicidal ideation in in the yeah. elderly community I mean they're isolated, you know, mm. but anyway, um, my patient the other day uh had ivs you know and was bruised because he had been stuck a couple times and you just get bruised after a while yeah and he's like look at this can these come out and the IVs is i was like no we gotta keep those in And he's like ah oh. and he's like look at this bruising oh geez look at the bruising and i was like yeah i <laughs> know it's sorry it's uh this how it goes here in the hospital you know i was like honestly you could it looks like he got in a fight. I was like, you can go home and tell all your friends you, you got in a fight and won. And he was <laughs> like, all my friends are dead. <laughs> I was like, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder I guess, if so. some of them are messing with you.
0: No, I'm pretty sure he I mean, he's old, like old, old, like in the night, like old. (laughs) Probably true.
1: (laughs) Oh, my friends are dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, never mind. Don't tell them then.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. But anyway.
1: What do you want to talk about today?
0: What do you want to talk about today?
1: I had three things that happened to me in the past week or two that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. I'm I'm glad you said that.
0: Why? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it.
1: Um I don't you know I don't name names when I'm talking about things. Yeah. So as not to embarrass people. Okay. <laughs> so are you trying to embarrass me? No, I'm not trying oh. to embarrass you. I don't know um let's just say there was a young lady here in our meetings a while ago, and this person was doing worship right and this person told me later <laughs> in private <laughs> that oh i didn't sound good i didn't have the right tempo of the song i sound like an idiot i was like you don't sound like an idiot you sound good She's like oh, you know i like it i was like no that's fine you sounded good and then right mm-hmm. that was on the thursday or something friday i went to pray and as I was praying, I remember that conversation I had with that young lady. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's such a weirdo. <laughs> uh,
1: that was on my mind. and I was like, oh, yeah. But, like, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about that. Like, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about man's worship, like, the worship of humans, right? Mm-hmm. Not the worship of humans, but worship that comes from humans. Yeah. And he was telling me that we're flawed. and of course, we're flawed because, you know, we have sin and um, we're tired. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard for us to worship sometimes. We have things on our minds. Mm -hmm. We're stressed out. We aren't perfect with the singing and, you know, the playing of an instrument or whatever. But he said to me that he likes that because it takes effort mm. to worship, right? Yeah. And it takes, um, like, you have to have the right heart to worship. So that's why they look at, that's why, you know, the Trinity in God looks at the heart because, you know, otherwise they would just see imperfection. And I had this picture of this person playing the guitar and singing. And every time that a person would mess up, I would hear God say, that's my favorite part. That was my favorite part. Like Mm -hmm. they would look, he would look at the imperfection and say, I will take your imperfection. You know what I mean? Because, Mm -hmm. um, because you're human, because I made you, because I know what you go through, because I know like your limitations and stuff and you still choose to worship me. Yeah. I love it. I was just hearing the Holy Spirit say, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it and then it shifts to me like I'm seeing um angels worship, right? I passages of the Bible come to mind and stuff and how the angels worship with their body and you know they're in the presence of God and they're like a ball of fire and you know they're singing and they're dancing around the throne of God and stuff and not one note is you know out of tune yeah. not one movement is wrong you know what i mean mm-hmm. and they're perfect and they're worshiping in god in perfection but you know it's what they're made to do yeah. it's it's their design they have you know no stress they have nowhere to be that that's just like their job mm-hmm. to worship god you know what i mean like they've been doing it forever and somehow even in their Perfect worship, God still chooses our worship over that because we actually choose to worship. We actually have free will, which angels do not have. Yeah, And we take that and we still offer up our worship to God. And to him, that is like a greater worship. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it comes out of our brokenness. It comes out of everything that we're feeling and stuff. And it's just so good to him. It's so pleasant to him. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, you know, when you, you're baking bread and then all of a sudden you smell the bread and it's like, smells so good and just like gives you that good feeling. That's what I was feeling like. I was like feeling is that, that Mm. smell of bread coming up. You know what I mean? Like that good scent. Anyways, I thought that that was really cool. And I ended up telling that young lady. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. That's it was me. It was me guys. (laughs) in uh, case you didn't know yeah you know what's funny too one time you were worshiping and i saw like god's face it was really big right in front of you mm-hmm. and notes would come out of your guitar and you just eat them like wow that's yeah. wild yeah yeah uh, when did you see this a, a long time ago a you don't time- tell me no i did nothing. tell you this you just you don't know nah, yes i did
0: no you never told me that i would. I <laughs> you didn't. I did. You definitely didn't. Uh, You forget things. No, I don't forget that. You don't think so. My gosh. But you do
1: forget it. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Um, What do you have to say?
0: Well, yeah, I like what... uh, Well, first off, that is... It's true. And I think we forget that because we we, we don't recognize that, you know, we have the opportunity to worship God on this side of heaven where we are in turmoil and in pain and suffering and where we're not, um, we're not, we're, we're, we're fighting against our own flesh and own struggles and desires, you know, and the angels don't have that. They don't have troubles like that. They don't have any of those things that they have to fight against. So it's not like their worship is beautiful and pure ours. We have to, we, we worship, we get the opportunity to worship Mm -hmm. God, Despite our pain and our yeah. our, tr- our trouble on Earth, and yeah. and I do think that is a it's a unique worship that the angels don't know what that's like. They don't know what it's like to suffer, mm-hmm. and um, so that it does kind of put it in perspective. Like, yeah, of course, God would cherish our worship from us, especially yeah. when we decide to to overcome or push through. Because, like a lot of times I don't feel like worshiping per se. And it's like kind of hard Like yeah. with our meetings, you know, I mean, come on. It's like, I'm some girl singing to people in my living room, you know, not to yeah. people, but I'm singing and people are in there. And for me, it's really hard for me to overcome my awkward feeling. Like I'm yeah. just, I feel so awkward like doing that, <laughs> <laughs> especially when I have new people that come, that have never heard me sing before. They don't even know I sing. Cause it's yeah. not like I broadcast that ever. Um, and then, like, you don't even know what background they come from, as far as church goes. Like, you don't even know what kind of worship they're exposed to half the time. Yeah. And then it's just something completely different, and and I, it's uncomfortable for me. It it just is, and I'm actively being like, in my discomfort, God, I'm still gonna worship you. Yeah. Like, even though I feel real weird. <laughs> it takes I a lot of feel... faith
1: to worship too, because if you think about it, the angels are in the presence of God. Yeah. They have no doubt that god exists they have no doubt of what god can do how awesome he is how great he is like they know god fully yeah they feel him they see him you know what i mean there's no there's no doubt there's no doubt about anything it's evident and they're They're never yeah they're never in pain they're never without time mm -hmm. because they don't have they don't live in time like it's just you know
0: so how much valuable god you know um, measures our worship in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I feel like it is very valuable to him. It does take you,
1: sacrifice to worship. It takes a lot of things to worship.
0: It, it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, and it's 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 reassuring to me because I think I come out of, and we come out of like um. I don't know a lot of church settings where people are like, well, okay. For instance, I'm I've been on worship teams for the last, I don't even know now, almost twenty years, maybe. Well. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe not that long. I don't know how long it's oh, been. You're
1: like only 25. Yeah, never mind.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean at least like 15, 13 years maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot how old I was for a minute. How old am I?
1: So I was, you're 33, almost 34. Okay. And So that wouldn't be 20 years. When did but... you start doing worship? Because mm, I met you in Like I 08. was 16. I met you in 08. So, yeah, like 17 years.
0: Yeah, okay. It felt like it was that long. Um, yeah. but anyway, um <clears throat> excuse me. I um have been on worship teams in various church settings. Like I've been on worship teams in some of God churches. Um, I've led worship at a Methodist church, I've led worship at a Baptist church, I've yeah. led worship at um various non-denominational churches. Right. You know, and what is consistent throughout it is that there's this idea that we have to perform for God to make mm. him happy. Yeah. Um, we have to give him our best, which is, it's not wrong to say that, but the attitude behind it is wrong. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by attitudes, cause like on the worship team is like, Oh, we have to, well, it's like what Paul says, right? It's like, Oh, study to show yourself approved. Right. Well, like on worship teams, it's like, okay, well you, you have to be excellent before the Lord, which is not necessarily wrong. Right. right, in in face value, that doesn't sound wrong. But
1: it's not it's, wrong it's, to want that.
0: No, it's not wrong to practice and do a good job and don't sound like crap. Because I tell you what, if your worship team is chaotic and not yeah, well, you can't
1: lead people to worship if um, you can't put two notes together. Yeah, you know I mean? it's that gonna
0: I be distracting and hard for everybody to, to worship. Just <laughs> It's just what it is. You know. Yeah. You have unless like unless that person is wildly anointed, it don't matter. You know. Yeah. Um,
1: I have seen people that are out of tune. Yeah, but man, they me shake too. The house.
0: Yes, exactly. Me too. Yeah. I'll sit there and worship with those people any day because yeah. it's just pure worship, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa. I've I've sat, you know, with sat in worship services where it's just they sound beautiful. They sound like professional yeah. perfection. Like, but it's like I don't even feel God's presence here. It's cold. Like, in yeah. There. Like, what is this? Yeah. You know. So. Um, I don't think it's wrong to want to be good and sound good and practice and know your craft and do it well. Um, I think that, um, the attitude though, uh, gets real mixed up and it's hard to understand the boundaries where it comes to, is this a performance or is this actual worship? Yeah. Um, but people that really get into it, like, no, we have to practice. We have to be perfect. We have to be excellent. blah, blah blah. Like, I don't think God is asking for that. Right. actually I know what God's asking for when um, when Jesus at the woman with the well dude like yeah, he says there's coming a time when we're going to worship in spirit and truth that's what he asked for when we worship in spirit yeah. and truth and only until recently did I actually understand what that totally means it's like you're worshiping in spirit and in truth in truth about what in truth about who you are and right. in truth about who God is when you are outside of those lines that worship's no good yeah Meaning like, I'm not gonna come to you, God, being deceptive in my worship. Meaning, I am not in this worship. Like, I don't care and I'm just performing. That's not in truth of who you are. Or you're coming to God like a Pharisee. It's like, I'm holy and I'm doing this and I'm just doing this and whatever. No, it's the woman at the well understood and agreed with the truth of who she was. She understood, oh yeah, no, I've had five husbands and the guy I'm with is not my husband. Come, everybody, and take a look at this guy that knows everything about me. Yeah. Because now I'm going to worship him in spirit and truth, truth about who I am. That's the kind of worship that God requires from us, in truth about who we are, um, and then in truth about who he is.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, He doesn't ask you to be perfect. He doesn't ask you to sound amazing. He asks you to be honest. Yeah. Be honest about who you are. Be honest that you are a sinner and that you need God and that you need his presence. And that, you know, without it, it's like death. Without his presence.
1: Right. Um, So, yeah. I think that was the biggest deal for me is about being honest about needing God. Mm -hmm. Because if you grew up in church, you can fall into the lie that you are a good person. Yeah. And you're better than other people. Mm -hmm. And you got that self-righteousness things on on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody sinned. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Everyone needs it. Yeah. Everyone's broken. Everyone's messed up. Yeah. I, um well
0: here also too it's like if you come to God in your worship and you're denying okay if you're coming to God to worship on a Sunday morning at church and you're worshiping God but you also have a bunch of idols in your heart you got idols and you've got you're not honest about who you are like for instance like we we like a bunch of idols in our lives yeah. uh and didn't know it we were both self-righteous yeah we thought we were better than other people. Um yeah. and prideful and whatever else, you know. Yeah. That's not we weren't honest. We weren't coming to God in truth. And I to be fair and our defense only is that we didn't realize it.
1: Yeah, that's the scariest part of it for me is um if you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. Right. But it takes Jesus to come in and open your eyes and yeah. you're like, Oh, oops. You know and what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know it was like that.
0: Yeah, and there's there's no effort to that. You ask God, "Hey, God, search my heart and know me." Yeah, and He will. Um, but anyway, with that being said, coming to God in honesty—that's pure worship to Him. Who be honest about who yeah. you are?
1: You know. You know what I'm thinking about mm. that phrase that Daryl Johnson said. Let it be the real me that worships you. Mm-hmm. Let it be the real you that receives the worship. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. You need, you need to worship God with the real you, right. which means in truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that moves him. That yeah. moves God. Yeah. Not everything else is just like yeah. noise. You know what I mean?
0: Well, that's the thing. If you look in the Bible, you see that Jesus is mad at the Pharisees most of the time, right? Yeah. Why was he mad about Pharisees? Is because they were all hypocrites. Fake. They yeah, they're They fake. were not honest about who they were. And they worshiped and gave God sacrifices that were nonsense, you yeah. know? And so that's that's not the kind of worship God wants where you're mm. just pretending or you think that you're better than others or you th- you're not honest about who you are. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. What else? What else? Do you have anything else to say? About this? About what you want to say? Because I think I got something else I want to share too. Go ahead. There's three things, but I think that we might run out of time. So, another thing I wanted to talk about today is uh, just right now, as I was praying, I had myself a little vision. And like I was seeing our backyard Mm -hmm. and I was seeing the fire pit and I was seeing Jesus lay down like wood, firewood. And as he was laying down firewood, I noticed that one log was me and then another log was you Mm. and another log was Lily and Addie, right? Mm -hmm. That's a picture I was seeing. And then he would light the fire, right? He would light the fire, he had a chair, he sat down, he watched the fire. Mm. As he watched the fire, people would come in. And it was kind of like a, you know, late fall day, early winter. Mm -hmm. And people were like wet and shivering. Mm. So they would sit by the fire and get warmed up. Hmm. we warmed them up
0: Hmm.
1: but jesus was the one orchestrating everything Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
0: yeah
1: it was such a little cool it was such a cool like experience i had and it makes a lot of sense because that's what's happening to us right now you know what i mean like yeah uh we're just here i feel like i'm on fire yeah you probably feel that way too yeah and people come in. You know what I mean? Like like people are filtering in and out of our homes. And like they're being touched. And and, and I think that they, you know, where they were shivering once and they were hypothermic and cold. They warm up. They cozy up. They, you know, look at Jesus. And it's like, you know, they fall in love. Yeah. And it's really nice to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like it's really nice to be I don't like to use this phrase but it's really nice to be used by God. It is really nice to be partner with God. Yeah. to help other people. Like I've never in my, you know, life as a Christian been a part of like ministering to people. I've never been a part of like seeing people be transformed and everything. And yeah. it's amazing. It's really nice. Yeah. It's honestly the thing I look forward to the most. Yeah. Because it feels so good to just. I don't know, man, like just tell people, uh, you know, it's like it's not complicated. It's not hard. Like this is simple. God is looking to simple things. I know that the church makes it hard for people. I know that they make it like difficult. They make it they confuse things and they confuse people. You know what I mean? Like this is so simple. Like seeking God is so simple. Um, Just being in his presence is so simple. And we like overcomplicate things so much that people yeah. are like leaving. Yeah. And then when they figure out like they're miles from God and, you know, they're like hypothermic and almost dying. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's awful to see people like that. I've been like that. You've been like that. Everybody has had that, you know, yeah experience
0: yeah no it's true um it's kind of wild and like to what you were saying like this feels like life to me this feels like the meaning of life to me yeah it's like whenever i'm preaching or praying for somebody or whatever i'm like my my lord like this is what i was made for yeah like this is so exciting um god is the only thing i want to talk about and the only thing i want to like think about and yeah but it wasn't always like that for me but it is now, and I can see that. But what what's so great about it is is that God does the work here. Yeah, like we're not doing anything. Like, I know, right? Literally, don't know what's going on half the time. It's what I, I saw. Just he know. did everything. He did. He does everything. He's the one putting us on the fire. He's the one starting the fire. He's the one drawing others to the like people go to the fire. You know. Yeah. Um. What I'm trying to say is that it's not by works. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. it's not. It's not by our power, our might, right? It's by the spirit. I know. (laughs) It's by the spirit. And I think we can get caught up. I think, you know, people who are career ministers, you know? Yeah. This is what they do for a living. Um, That's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure when your livelihood depends on it. Um, Right. And so making things happening and and coming up with plans and this and that, um, I think think a lot of times ministers uh, get caught up in that. Mm. Because they feel like they need to. But what I'm learning is is that the more I just let things happen naturally, but it's like God, I'm here. I want you to use me, send me, do what you want with me, help me to listen to you and follow you and copy yeah. what you're doing. Um I'm realizing I'm really not putting much effort in. Like I'm I'm putting effort in in my prayer time. Like I pray, I'm spending time with God. Right. That's the effort. That's yeah. the that's yeah. the And that's not a striving thing either. It's just like, oh, no, I'm coming to you, God, hungry. I'm hungry because I didn't fill up before I came in. I didn't fill up on the world. I didn't fill up on podcasts, which sounds funny. I didn't fill up on other people's (laughs) opinions. I didn't fill up on TV.
1: Yeah, don't listen to our podcast.
0: (laughs) Don't listen to our podcast if it means that you're not spending time with God. Yeah, that's true. Go spend time with God and then... Then you can listen to our podcast if you want. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is is like I'm not coming to God already half full. I'm coming to God hungry. Yeah. And so that's where that's that's the work, so to speak, mm. that I'm putting in. That's the effort yeah. I'm putting in is time with God. And then other things are just happening uh around me, you know? And I'm learning to to figure out what it means to f- be led by the spirit and controlled by the spirit. And not the flesh. And I'm learning what it means when I'm walking around and all of a sudden I have like this notion out of nowhere. I used to like totally ignore these random thoughts um, to do and say things to people. Yeah. I used to have them and just ignored them. Now I'm like, wait a minute. Am I supposed to say something yeah. to that person? You know?
1: Yeah, I'm doing that all the time. Like for
0: instance, I told you about the lady at the gas station, right? You did. Um but anyway, so... Tell you know, that story. Should I tell? Okay. Yeah, of course. So, no, all right. So, like, the other... For weeks now, my routine when I go to work is, like, I stop at the gas station that's, like, literally right next to us down the road and get an energy drink.
1: With the dunks.
0: <laughs> uh, it does have Dunkin' with it, yeah. yeah. I don't get Dunkin', though. I just go there to get my... I'm about
1: to minister to those people at Dunkin'. Yeah, I just, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They're so friendly to me, which is weird because we're in New England and the people are not yeah, friendly are not to friendly you. friendly here. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, same thing. This one girl, she's like, young. She has to be in her early 20s. Um, I was dressed in my scrubs and getting my, like, you know, 12 hour shift preparations, like energy drinks mm. and whatever else. And so I go around and cash out, and she's like, Oh, are you a nurse? And I was like, Yeah. And she's like, I just, I have, thank you so much for being a nurse. She's like, I have so much respect for nurses. She's like, My little brother was in the NICU for weeks, and well. I just really got to see what nurses do. And I just, I don't know, I just, I'm always so grateful and I'm just thankful for, you know yeah nurses and i was like oh that's so nice thank you and i left right and i didn't see her for a couple weeks um whatever she like doesn't work consistently so when i go in there I- i'm driving up and i'm like that girl's gonna be here i just thought this it's just a thought yeah it's just like a subtle little thought this girl's gonna be yeah. here and i'm gonna ask her i feel like i should ask her if she wants to be a nurse and I don't know why I thought that it came out of nowhere. And I was like, is that the Holy spirit? <laughs> I was like, Maybe that's the Holy spirit. So I go in there. Sure enough, this girl's in there and I get my drink and all that other stuff. And I go over there and she's like, Oh, you going to work. And I was like, yeah, I have to get my, you know, preparations for work, <laughs> which is my, uh, 200 milligrams Celsius <laughs> for my midnight, uh, rounds. Anyway, um, and she's like, oh, yeah, I know. I don't, you know, just whatever, whatever and talking about nothing. And I was like, hey, uh, do you ever want to be a nurse? And um, she was like, you know, I I, I do. I, I thought about it, but I just don't think I can do it. And right. I was like, why? And she, and she's like, well, I just don't think like, I, I would love to be a NICU nurse, like because of my brother and right. my experience I had. And I just don't know that I would be able to emotionally deal with it, though. Like the sad things that you would see. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I get that. But I was like, honestly, you know, you kind of learn how to cope in that position. You learn how to to process those feelings and those emotions. And yeah, I was like, you could do it. You could definitely be a nurse. You'll you'll figure it out. You know, you'd learn how to to manage your emotions and, and whatever. And she's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just know. I was like, yeah, you should do it. You should go be a nurse. And I was like, and the greatest thing about nursing is, is that there's like 50 trillion jobs you can possibly do in the nursing field. So like, even if you decide to go be a NICU nurse and you don't like it, you just go do something else. And she's like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. I was like, yeah, you should do it. And then I went away. That was it. (laughs) But I was like, I almost cried in the car though because I felt God's presence. Yeah. I was like, I was supposed to say what I just yeah. said there and I don't know why. But um, the point I'm making in saying that is that God's bringing people to us. We're not freaking going out there, yeah, you know, handing out pamphlets and, you know, and if God told us to do that, if we yeah. felt like we should do it, then sure. But but there's no real striving.
1: No. you know. Um, even when I was listening to the Unashamed podcast, I think they were talking about how when you start ministering to people, God just brings you people. Yeah.
0: People are hungry. Yeah. People are wet and cold. Yeah. Even someone, I don't want to share too much information because I, I feel like this girl is going to probably listen to our podcast. So <laughs> at some point, <laughs> some way, I don't know, but the same thing, like just just different encounters I'm having at work. Um, like it, it it's the same little really, really, really subtle not overwhelming thought or yeah. feeling yeah. Um, about different people I'm working with. And I'm like, huh? Like months ago I, I encountered this one person at work and I was like, I need to tell that person that the peace they're looking for isn't God. Like I just felt like that. I was like, this yeah. person is bombarded. I could just feel it. Like, like, you know how you usually know when someone is just yeah. in chaos mentally, yeah. Yeah. mentally in chaos. And and I could almost see it, not really, but kind of, like, just, you know, I had shared on here a couple episodes about, like, warfare and, like, how well, you walk outside in the spirit. It almost looked like an apocalyptic kind of scene where, like, creatures were coming down and pecking on people's heads and, yeah. like, ripping at their hair. That's what I felt around this girl. yeah. Um, Just, like, like something was just tormenting this girl, you know, mentally. Mm. And um i just i was like yo you know you need support i almost felt like saying that to her i'm like you need support that only god can give you in this you know yeah Do i didn't I say I, I didn't say this to her um and then months later it's so funny i was like oh i hope i get because now that i'm paying attention and realizing that's the holy spirit yeah more it takes not a while me, to realize i'm yeah. like oh i think it's just me like trying to be spiritual or some crap or i'm like trying to make something happen like yeah it's always like oh maybe it's just me but the more I'm trusting that and going with it, I'm finding it's not just me. It's actually the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But um, so once I figured that out, I was like, oh, I really hope I see that girl again so that I can pour into her. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, I do. And I had a whole conversation with her um, just led to this naturally. Like I didn't even try to come up with it. And mm. I had no like and it was very to anyone's standards, it'd be very underwhelming. It wasn't like, oh, she's safe now. I let her to the Lord right there at the nurse's station. Like, no, it yeah. wasn't like that. It just, I think it's just a matter of like seeds, you know, like watering seeds. This girl yeah. had some seeds in her. yeah. And I feel like Jesus and I came over and just watered it a little, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that's our role in people's lives is just to come over and Pull water the some seeds. Out. Water the seeds, you know? Yeah. Um, And yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. i know
1: um i feel like i had something to add to that
0: but everything is oh oh oh, oh, uh
1: have you noticed that people have you noticed that your conversations with people that are like strangers are kind of deep now instead of just pleasantries (laughs) and stuff
0: (laughs) yeah i'm finding that it's easier to talk to people
1: yeah like almost
0: um it's like I do, effortless yeah, yeah 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 it's people like, oh, just start
1: just... pouring out their stuff and i was like oh okay i have to do something here you know what yeah. i mean like i have to uh you know sh- show some compassion and like point this person in the direction of you know god you yeah. know what i mean like you pray for them and stuff and yeah. it's like sometimes for something little sometimes for something that's big you know yeah. what i mean like it's so amazing yeah it's it's crazy
0: yeah um and I think that, well, people are attracted to God. Yeah. They want God. Yeah, yeah, they And the are. more we are drawing near to him, we're, the more and more we're looking like him mm-hmm. and, and acting like him. Yeah. And people don't care about us. It's him they want. Yeah. And we really are supposed to be like, you know, this is this is a following here. Like, we're supposed to act like Christ. We're supposed to be Christ to these people. Like, God is, what I'm seeing is, like, God is in pursuit of people around us. Like, there yeah. are people all around us This is what God originally told me. He was like, the harvest, look at the freaking harvest. Everything's ripe. Like all around you, there are people who are ripe to be picked and don't let them rot on the vine. But if you don't have eyes to see these people, you are going to let them rot. Yeah. And what God is like, I need people to go get these people for me. Go get that one, you know, leave the 99 Mm. and go get the one that's lost. Like I need somebody to go get that one for me. And that's what I feel like we're doing. Yeah. You know?
1: you can get hired right now for that harvest because they have a shortage of workers. Yeah.
0: That's
1: right. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Right.
0: If you say yes, it just happens. Yeah. It happens. Uh, I think we just get caught up, at least I have in the past, about like, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? What do I need to do to make this happen? How do I keep doing this? And the less, the less the less I do that, and the more I'm like, okay, God, just include me in what you're doing already. Like, just mm-hmm. include me in what you're doing That's when things actually start happening. I'm not putting in real effort here, except for the effort is to be close to Jesus and to listen and obey. Right, That's the effort. And to be in the spirit and not the flesh, that's a real effort, let me tell you that
1: much. That Yeah. um, I would say fighting yourself is the hardest fight, I think.
0: Uh, What's crazy to me is what I'm learning is, is that, you know, like the Bible says our fight is not against flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities of the world right and which is true the enemies after us actively working against us tormenting us at different times meaning like they'll accuse you and you know this and that but i used to i used to see this in a such a different way now um so, like, you know, you there are different times when, like, the enemy, you're definitely being attacked by the enemy, like, which is basically, I think it pretty much chalks down to him, like, accusing you or lying to you or making you believe something that's not true. Right. um And so what do you do? You rebuke that and that's it, right? I used to harp on that way more than it is absolutely necessary. And what I mean is, is, like, I used to think that the enemy's role in our lives was much greater than what it is. I don't think that the enemy is as big of a problem, this is going to sound weird, as big as a problem as our own flesh is. Right. Our flesh is really the bigger problem. And um, the enemy knows that and he'll have you fighting him. Meanwhile, your flesh is running rampant and you're just doing whatever you want. Yeah. Um, Does that make any sense?
1: It does. That's the third thing I wanted to share. Really? Um, Yeah. So because I've been reading Samuel, right? And the book of Samuel is mostly about what? David. Right? Yeah. Greatest king Israel has ever had. Yep. Everybody thinks of Samuel and uh, of David and they think about who? What's the most famous story about David? Bathsheba. No. What? No, Goliath. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: okay. That's towards the know. end of his life. Yeah, I don't know. David
1: was- and Goliath is probably the... Most famous story Davis is known okay, for, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, Sure, right? sure, yes. Right?
0: In hindsight, yes, that's what I meant to How
1: say. many chapters, I actually could be wrong, but how many chapters do you think David in the Bible fought Goliath for?
0: How many chapters? Yeah. I don't think, probably one.
1: One. Yeah. One. He showed up, he said, you know, I'm gonna defeat you or whatever by the power of God. And he did. Yeah. He trusted in God, he defeated Goliath Quickly. Yes. Right? Hit him in the head. Boom. Went up there. Cut his head off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How long did David fight Saul? A long time. Yes. <laughs> 10, 15 chapters. Yeah. Saul was awful to David forever in the yeah. book of Samuel mm-hmm. until he died. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, And God was speaking to me about that. Like when you have to defeat the Emily, the enemy, it's quick. Mm-hmm. You know, if you trust God, if you put the matter into His hands, it's quick. Yeah. When you have to fight somebody else, that you know is a person that's also a, a Christian or somebody else, takes you forever, right? Mm-hmm. Because David understood that Saul was chosen by God to be king of Israel, mm-hmm. even though he was wicked. God didn't do anything against Saul because he was also chosen. David didn't do anything against Saul. Mm -hmm. So, and Saul was like awful and bipolar and he did a bunch of things wrong. Like he consulted. Mediums. Spirits and stuff like that. So, even though Saul was awful to David, God didn't strike down Saul right away. Mm -hmm. He gave Saul like a ton of time to like, repent and turn his way which he never did mm-hmm. uh it was until like god got tired of saul that was like all right it's gonna be a battle tomorrow which is what like which is what samuel told saul is gonna be a barrel to uh, uh after he was dead by the way it's gonna be a battle tomorrow you and your family are gonna die because mm-hmm. it's enough you know what i mean yeah. like god's tired of your wicked ways or whatever but saul fought david forever and david was like his son-in-law <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah um he was super awful and god was telling me that that's like people in the church are like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like in the church you're not fighting the devil you're fighting each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so represents to me like a, a lot of church leaders nowadays they don't let the new generation come up hmm they don't support them they, they're trying to kill him yeah and they'll turn around because because if you read it like if you if you read all of saul and david's story david has like i think two chances to kill saul he doesn't he spares saul's life right and saul turns around and goes oh david you're awesome thank you for sparing my life even though the lord gave you the opportunity to kill me yeah you didn't yeah that's how good david is right and then they're like buddies, buddies for a while. And then all of a sudden, David's in Saul's presence. He takes his sword and tries to kill him, like <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. And then David has to flee. Like, that's happened like twice, I think. Mm-hmm. That's the picture of our church nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, the picture of a modern church. A lot of people don't let the young ones come up. They don't accept, you know, that, you know, that's God's... New generation that's being raised up or whatever, because you're not doing your job. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. So you try and kill them. No. And then, would you
0: say that's because of the enemy or those people's flesh?
1: Their flesh, right? Because if he was the enemy, they'd be defeated. Exactly. He would be defeated right the enemy away. is
0: defeated, yeah. and you have freedom from your flesh. Yeah. But freaking dying to self is the yeah. real battle
1: in life. I mean, God called it. Uh, even before Saul was king, God said, you know, I'm going to put a king here, but he's going to be wicked. yeah, Because that's why you're choosing a king over me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Saul so is the representation of Israel turning against God mm-hmm. as it, as their leader and choosing a man because they wanted to look like other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they suffer for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's terrible. Crazy. Like, it's terrible until God raises up David. But, you know, Saul wasn't going to let that slide easy. Right. Like, Israel had to suffer. And they suffered a lot. Yeah. In the hands of uh, Saul. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: interesting. But, yeah, like, even... I love that. I love that because, you know, Goliath, yeah, he was defeated. He was the enemy, you know? Done yeah over the real battle is is fighting the desires of the flesh
1: not only goliath was defeated at the end of first samuel one of the times that david is running from us uh, all he rides. he hides in the philistines camp mm-hmm. people in philistia did you know that that's what that's called the philistines like the country it's called philistia is it people in philistia Uh admire david they knew about david yeah like they knew like there was a song written about david says call saul kills his thousands david kills his ten thousands that
0: was a problem for saul
1: yeah (laughs) yeah that's why saul like didn't like david yeah but whatever like david obeying god and killing um goliath Mm -hmm. gave him fame in the enemy's camp. So at one point he's hiding in the enemy's camp hmm. because he found somebody that, you know, was like, Oh yeah. You could chill here. You could your men could be with my army and we can, mm-hmm. you know, go and kill other people, which yeah. I think they did. Yeah. But then Israel and the Philistines were about to go to war again and then this guy, which is a Philistine, who is now David's Lord, you know what I mean? Like david's working for this guy he's like oh david's with me we can go and defeat the israelites but then the philistines get upset you know it'd be like hey god this guy killed goliath yeah you got to kick him out so you know their friendship or you know their deal is broken because other people are like you can't have an israeli here yeah it's not gonna work right yeah (laughs) but you know like david's fame was so great that even his enemies some of his enemies were now his friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I can't wait to get into Second Samuel and see what happens. <laughs> it feels <laughs> As like I've never if, read it. Yeah, it feels like I'm reading the Bible for the first time. That's you know how I, mean? I like,
0: feel every time I open it up and look at stuff. I'm like, oh, I never read that before. Yeah, but I have like twenty times. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's crazy though. I, I mean, like again, I think. The more I'm getting closer to God, the more power that the enemy has is, I'm like, wait a minute, they don't have any power. They actually don't.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: But we give them so much power in our minds because we think that they have control over things. They don't.
1: Yeah. They're
0: literally just there to influence. Yeah. It's just, they're influencers.
1: I like what Bill Johnson said, like, the devil's not even in the game. He's not. He's in the sidelines just yelling.
0: We think that he is. Yeah. But it's really us. It's really our flesh. And then whenever God shows me different visions, like, okay, for for instance, I mean, I guess we're going here. I just share this anyway. Like, about, like, um, the other night, I I was, I don't know. I'm not going to go into it, I think. But every time I see a vision, they're where like something's dragging me or pulling me um like the other night I saw a vision of this like creature like alien <laughs> black looking alien pulling at me again and like kind of mopping me with the floors right and I was like what the crap is that the enemy I immediately I was like is that the enemy
1: <laughs> he's coming for me and doing
0: stuff to me you know and I'm like rebuking stuff and I just didn't have any real like release from that yeah until finally the host was like it's not the enemy it's your flesh you're letting the flesh mop you with the, like mop the floors with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And and I saw Jesus come over and like take this alien creature and like get him by the throat and like throw him down and step on him and then start mopping the floors with him. <laughs> yeah. And then he put me up on my feet again. And um, because when I'm not on my feet, I can't follow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and the Holy Spirit was like, you're going to have a hard time hearing me and following me when you're on the floor and letting your flesh control you. And it was like, this is a matter of control. Who's controlling you? Are your actions and your decisions and your thoughts being controlled by the flesh or being controlled by the spirit? I mean, Romans 8 talks about it pretty clearly. We're no longer controlled by the flesh. We have freedom from the flesh through Christ, through his death, because we have to die with him. But we have to also learn how to live in the spirit of the spirit. We have to be led by the spirit. Yeah. And how do we know we're being led by the spirit? We're going to have the fruits of the spirit. And Galatians 5 yeah. talks about that. And then Paul's like, you know, the, the fruits of the the flesh are pretty evident. Bursts of outrage, sexual immorality, you know, mm. impatience, all this stuff. And, um, you know, I was like kind of complaining to God. I was like our last meeting, I felt like I just didn't have any direction from him. And... I felt like I didn't know what was going on per se and just wasn't sure. And, you know, I'm tired of being like feeling a certain way before the meetings and then like, you know, whatever. And that's when the Holy Spirit was like, you're going to have a hard time hearing from me and being led by me when you're letting the flesh lead you. Yeah. I was like, you're on the floor letting your flesh run you around and i'm trying to talk to you but like you know you at some point you lay down to the flesh you lay down to the circumstances of the flesh right and a lot of times there are things biologically that excuse behavior meaning
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: meaning there are things biologically that occur that to a guy no that happen to different individuals <laughs>
1: at I'd different times be just gendered
0: okay listen there's no gender anymore don't you know anything
1: that's what I meant that's why I'm asking <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody oh yeah we don't want
0: to offend the genders um no there's we believe that there's only I believe there's a man and a woman that's it um no there are things that happen biologically okay say you're sleep deprived does that excuse you to be like a monster you know when you wake up no it doesn't and I've learned that. <laughs> but I used to think, I'm tired. I'm entitled to be awful. And and apparently the Are Holy you? Spirit doesn't agree to that term, yeah. you know, despite whatever biologically you're feeling and going through, where the world would excuse your behavior. The world will say, oh no, it's just that situation happening again monthly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that excuses that behavior. It doesn't. It doesn't excuse it. And so, if I'm going to live in the flesh all day long and then decide, you know, right before a meeting that I should probably be led by the Spirit, that, that's not going to work out. You're not going to have a good time <laughs> hearing from the Spirit. You have to be led by the Spirit all the time. And then what he was saying is, is, like, I either have control or the flesh has control. Yeah. So, you got to make your choice. And it, that's why it's a dying to self daily. It's a daily thing. It's not a once and done. It's a continuously dying, always dying. Yeah. And every time God shows me one of these visions where I'm like being drunk around, drug around or you know, something's happening, it's it's not the enemy. It's my flesh that's working against it's me. It's always us,
1: yeah. Yeah. Not always, but yes. <laughs> At mo- yeah, mostly it's us.
0: It's mostly the flesh. And and then and, and then like God's like, Well, the enemy encourages it. That's his role is to influence he's he's there telling you, Oh, don't worry. You know. You're I've had a vision like this, that. You know?
1: I've had a vision like that. I can tell you really quick. I one time saw a cemetery that I swear to you, it looked like Central Park. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I got the vibes that I was in Central Park. Anyway, I was inside the cemetery and there were graves on the ground. And the graves were marked as like sins. Whatever oh, yeah. sin you could think about, it was buried in the ground and dead. And I saw myself inside that cemetery. Mm-hmm. First thing you need to know is like when I was having this vision, I could only see half the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like my my frame was like I was just looking at like a corner of the cemetery. And it was it had walls, right? Tall walls. So I couldn't leave. I couldn't get out. I knew Jesus was outside, by the way. And the whole time I'm having this vision... I could feel like he was outside running his fingers on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know when you're a child and you walk around and you touch things because you yeah. want to feel what they feel. You want to know yeah. what they feel like and stuff. Yeah, And things that have different textures so you're touching things. That's what I think he was doing outside. He's just touching the wall and stuff. He was minding his own business. But then again, I'm inside the cemetery. I would look at a sin. I would dig it up and... It's weird to say this, but I would wear it like a coat Mm -hmm. and then I would fight it. I was like, oh, this is on me. I got to fight this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not knowing, I went in there, I dug it up, I put it on myself. Yeah. It wasn't until I had the realization that, wait a second, the sin's dead. I don't have to be here, I don't have to put it on. Yeah. And then I start to look around in that cemetery and as soon as i start to look around because i at first i thought i was trapped in there as soon as i start to look around i was like oh wait there's a gate here you know there's an exit here there's not even a gate i could just walk out of here whenever i want to yeah and i did and as i walk out jesus is there to you know uh greet me and he was like congratulations on walking out i was like why didn't you tell me i could just leave it's like that's the vibes that I got is like he was just telling me that he can't go in there. If I choose to be in there, he can't go in there. Yeah. I, it's your will. You know what I mean? Like you have to use your free will to leave those things behind because mm-hmm. he killed them. He put them there. You know what I mean? But if you choose to go back in there and wear your sin, that's on you. Yeah. He already gave you the power to leave. Yeah. He already, he already killed it. He, you know, he already won. Yeah, You just walk out anytime you want.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. For Christ has set us free, stand firm, and then again, do not let yourself be burdened by the yoke of slavery. Dang. Galatians 5.
1: I love how you just throw verses out there.
0: Yeah, I love that verse. As we're free. We have freedom from it. It's not alive in us. We are
1: free. What I've been learning lately is that you can struggle with something. Uh, you know that God gave you victory, you can uh, take the devil's foothold on you because of that. And if you confess it to the Lord and you repent or whatever, God will break that foothold. And the devil can no longer attack you with that. However, your flesh can. You can tell yourself over and over again that you're not forgiven that God didn't set you free. And that's got nothing to do with the devil. Mm -hmm. That's just you. Like, that's your old way of thinking. Still, like, doesn't let you go of that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, we have to be constantly renewed, our mind renewed, or we're just gonna go back to our patterns or whatever but i don't think that the enemy just drops it either by the way like i don't know that i agree with that i completely. know but he the comes back in a different way
1: here yes he will come back if you let him
0: um i think that the enemy is always lying i us. know but
1: here's the deal god has victory over your sin mm-hmm. and he has victory over the enemy yeah if you confess your sin to god and you repent and you change your ways uh, he will make sure that the enemy can't attack you with that. You know what I mean? Like, he can he can fight. I think he can fight the enemy and...
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that because the enemy is never going to not. Okay,
1: here's the deal. Some people have things that happen to them, like they've been abused, this and that, and they will harbor that forever. And as long as you're harboring that, the enemy can come in at any time and accuse you of those things. But as soon as you repent, he no longer has that right. Because Christ d- deals with your sin and he makes you a new creature. So from that moment on, the only person that can attack you is you. Mm. Unless you renew your mind and you know you come in agreement with God saying that you know, I'm a new creation now. The old me is no longer yeah here you know what I mean? yeah
0: no i get it um i do think that the enemy will lie to you and tell you you're not new
1: i know exactly
0: that's what i'm thinking you're yeah. meaning he's not doing like he totally will like that's doesn't stop he can't make you a sinner again yeah if that's what you're trying to say the enemy has no power over you yeah the enemy has no power to make you not be uh, in christ true or enslave he can't enslave you And that's true. It's like really only you can really enslave yourself again. Mm -hmm. But the enemy will attack you. And when I say attack, I think it really comes down to just accusations. Lies.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. He has no power. He has no power here Mm -hmm. on your life on that thing. But he can trick your flesh into giving him power over you. You know the, what I mean? The enemy
0: is all about deception. Yeah. It's all about deceiving. Did God really say that? Like, what does yeah. he say in Adam and Eve? It's yeah. Like, that God really say that? Yeah. So that's what he does. He always comes around. He did that to Jesus in the, uh, you know, he tempts you. It's all about temptation, you know, and yeah. t- Jesus in the desert is like, hey, you know, you can make yourself Lord of everything. I'll give you the whole city, the whole world, everything you can see. It can be you. You know, he uses words against you. Yeah, and then you overcome Satan's lies with the truth, which is the Word of God. Yeah, which is what God says. That's how you overcome. That's how Jesus overcame the desert and didn't, you know, give in to any temptations. He used the Word, the real Word, the yeah. truth, against the lies. That's how you overcome lies by using the truth. Yeah, you know.
1: He overcame the devil. But
0: obviously the devil didn't like go over there and just like make Jesus do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
0: he didn't physically make him do anything. You can't. And the same with us. He can't physically make us do anything.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it just lies to you.
1: Yeah, it's true. We just have to stop believing and partnering, partnering with the devil.
0: I think also it's like a matter of we have to stop fighting the enemy when the real enemy is your flesh in the matter.
1: Yeah, you need the sermon. You need to know what's you
0: That's exactly it. You need to ask God, and I've already said this. Is this me or is this the enemy? You know? Where is this thought coming from? Yeah. Like anytime you have any kind of anxiety or fear or any kind of, you know thought that is clearly not from God, or you're feeling a certain way. Like I feel depressed today. Is this depression coming from me, God, or is it coming from the enemy? Yeah, and then God will give you discernment about what's going on. You know,
1: um, yeah, because you could spend the whole day praying that the enemy will stop attacking you and making you depressed when it's yeah, not him,
0: right? when it's not him, what's or so vice crazy? Versa. Yeah. What's so crazy about this is that this goes this or this is a solution to literally every problem in your life coming to jesus (laughs) no it's true i know and it's a it's a it's a revelation in my life that i did not realize before because i already mentioned this in the last episode or the other one before about how when you come to god he gives you an an easy yoke and a light burden um but when you go to other people you take on their yokes and their burden yeah um and so i'm i'm now learning Oh my God. Okay. So say I I feel really, uh, okay, perfect. I think I might've already said this. So I apologize if you've already listened to this before, but I want to say it again because I love it. I was at work and I get real angry about having to write my name on the whiteboard and my previous manager, <laughs> I don't get angry about that. I write my name on the yeah. whiteboard. It's just that if I'm so busy and I don't get a chance to, the last thing I want to hear at seven o'clock in the morning while I'm trying to give report and leave is like, who did it right? Who is the nurse that had this room? Your name's not on the board, you know, or like you're the date's not updated. And yeah. like, meanwhile, I could literally be like doing chest compressions on somebody. And that's the first thing you're going to come at me about, not about the patient. <laughs> so it just really, really gets in my, like, it just oh it gets under me so bad, you know? So I'm on the way home because we have a new manager now. It's actually an intern manager. They're trying to find a manager. But um, so it's actually like one of the like cheap. Chief operating officers of the hospital. Are you serious? Yeah. It's kind of wild. She's overseeing everything because there's apparently multiple managers that are out now sick or something or they left. And so, like, literally, like, the top people are trying to, like, cover these spots for the time being until they find replacements. So... She's come around. She's going into these rooms checking for things to like crap on us about. So that makes me super upset because like my job's already hard enough. I don't need management to come at me about something stupid like whiteboards. I think it's so yeah. stupid. So I'm 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 fuming. No, meanwhile, literally no one said anything to me. Like I didn't get in trouble. I'm just angry at the thought, you know. So I'm on my way home. Thinking, yeah. preparing myself to get like an email about how I'm not good at writing my name on the board or something and whatever. And I'm fuming about it. I'm like so annoyed. I'm like, you know, they. I'm like, I'm like arguing in my head. You know how you like have arguments in your head. Yes. You're "You're oh, you're always winning. Yes. You're so smart in your head. And I'm like, you know. Um, the hospital only cares about money. They only care about the, the government kickbacks, you know, because that's, that's the only reason. Like if you miss a certain documentation, like with something like a compression boot isn't on, that's that. The only reason they care that that's not documented and they were so that they can get billed for that, like the patient yeah. can be billed, like all they care about, all the documentation, all the things we do they don't care about the patient. They just care about their money and they want money from the insurance companies and, you know, they, they whatever, whatever. I'm just like arguing and saying stuff in my head. Mm, yeah. And then finally I stopped myself because I recently learned, God, my anger right now, is it coming from, where is this coming from? Like, is this the enemy? Is it me? Why am I so upset? And I was like, I'm just going to give you this feeling. I'm yeah. angry and you tell me what my part in it is. Meaning, I'm going to give you the situation at work. Um, I'm tired of ruminating on it. I want your yoke. I want your burden. You tell me what I have to do right now. And literally, the Holy Spirit was like, Well, you're prideful. And that's why you're <laughs> angry. <laughs> I was, it was like, Your pride is making you angry. And, uh oh. And he was like, Don't you think it's interesting that you're the only one that's been talking about this at work and annoyed about it? No one else is.
1: <laughs>
0: I was like, What do you mean? He's like, everyone else seems to manage to write their name on the board and writes the date on the board except for you. Mm. And I was like, yeah? It's like, why do you think that is? I'm like, I don't know. And the Holy Spirit's like, that's because you think you're too good to do it. <laughs> it's like, your pride is making you upset. Yeah. If you lay down your pride, you won't be upset anymore about <laughs> doing something that's a part of your job. It's a part of your job. And I was like, oh my God you're definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm too good. I'm I'm too good of a nurse. I need to be taking care of my patients, not not writing my name on the board like some kind yeah. of nobody or whatever. Uh, and I was like, yeah, you're just prideful. Yeah. And so what did I have to do? I had to repent and let it die because that yeah. was my flesh. Yeah. You know?
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, uh, you know that issue we've been having with the tax people. Mm-hmm. So for like, I don't know. Five six weeks now, we have been waiting to hear back from the tax accountants because we forgot to, like, give them some documents or whatever, and they need to amend our return. Yeah. Return, right? Yeah. Every time we call, this lady's never there. Yeah, she never returns our phone calls, and it's been a pain for like five six weeks, until like last week. I think I was like, oh my god why don't i just pray about this (laughs) it was a little thing and you know i know i can handle you can handle it we could both go down there you know pop some caps you know what i'm saying like get angry or whatever Mm -hmm. but i think god did this Mm -hmm. you know like this is misunderstanding and this lady being busy not calling us back because he wants us to you know give him even the little things, yeah. Even you know the the stuff me?
0: we don't think is matter. The it's things like, that even we could potentially handle. Yeah,
1: this was exactly what I was going to say. It's like I can handle that. Yeah, and like it's as simple. It's not. I don't. I don't need to be praying for this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, right. but God's like, no, I care about the things that you care about. Yeah. You know, what I mean? give this to me. I did. I I my prayer was like, God, would you handle this? That's yeah. it. Yeah. It, five six words I said about that while I was praying. In my mind, a passing thought. I was like, God, just handle this. Yeah. I th- I felt like he wanted it. It's like I gave it to him. The very next phone call, I got on the phone with that lady right away. Yeah, Right away. And she's like, oh my God, we've been so busy with the ear end stuff. I'm doing a lot of returns for companies. Next week, we're going to do amendments. And I'll get back to you guys and I'll call you. And that was it.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: It took, it was a, 45 second phone call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. because I gave it to God.
0: What does the Bible say? You have not because you ask not. Yeah. It's like you don't have peace about something cuz you didn't ask God to take care of it
1: for you. Yeah. So There you go. Yeah. You know. It's wild though. It is wild. It's it's just amazing how much he cares about everything.
0: Yeah. Um it's funny to me like these things I I'm pretty independent. Um, yes. I'm very independent and I can, like, it's so weird though, as like, I'll be like having my whole like body consumed with bags of groceries and I won't ask you to open the door for me. Like I'll, <laughs> it'll be like, literally, I'll be like, there's no room for me to open that door, but I will struggle and just do yeah. it. And I'll just struggle and struggle and just do it by like one finger, like opening the door. And yeah. And, and we and, don't
1: live in an apartment like it's, you park right here. Which is five feet from the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You got your hands full of groceries. You yeah. could usually do two tricks. I could do, I don't do want it. it. Yeah,
0: I know. And like, I won't ask. I mean, I, about opening the door, I will ask you to do like, op- like, get the groceries inside. Which you always seem to be somehow busy and not able yeah, to do it. Yeah, of course, because I'm at work. Uh, no, I don't think yes, so. I After am. five o'clock, you're not at work. Not always, but anyway. I'm so not busy. anyway, um, I'm like, why am I like this? <laughs> Why do I actively <laughs> make things harder for myself? I don't yeah. know. But I, I think it's like natured. I'm natured to be independent. Like I'm just doing yes. it myself, you know? Yes. And, um, but we're not supposed to be natured to be independent. Yeah. We are actually designed to be codependent, not codependent, dependent on God. Yeah. Dependent completely on the spirit. The spirit having control of us, by the way. Mm, yeah um so that's just something that's not natural to me anyway so i'm learning like the people listening to us are probably like yeah obviously you can ask god to help you like i'm learning what that actually looks like yeah to do it and actually experience the fruits of it
1: everything we're saying are things that we know in our head right. but we don't know it in our hearts yeah like it don't or we know it, it, now it in our hearts like yeah it's, it does
0: we're discovering
1: yeah revelation we're of putting it to Practice. Yeah.
0: I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. God cares about this, actually. <laughs> like, I knew that was true, but I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't experience it before. Now we're experiencing it. So it's kind of mind-blowing. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I grew up believing this and knowing it in my mind, but now it's like, well, I'm walking this now. That's so time wild. Time to do
1: it, yeah. Sounds like a good time to end this. Um, Why don't you pray? I wanted to... <laughs> This is another podcast that I wanted to be like 40 minutes long, and it's been like an hour 20 or something. (laughs) All right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for caring about us and every little detail of our lives, Father. Thank you for partnering with us and setting us on fire and bringing people into our sphere to be warmed up by the fire that you created, Father. Also, Uh, We pray that they look at you, they get to know you, Father. I pray that you just keep bringing people into our lives that are hungry for you like we are, Lord. Um, And I thank you, because you're teaching us all the little hacks to live this Christian life (laughs) that we never (laughs) lived before, Father. I love you. You're wonderful. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for waking us up. And... Just thank you for everything that you've done lately. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, folks.
0: Like us and subscribe. Hit that notification YouTube, bell. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> share
1: us with your friends. Yes, please. Um, uh, Share. Let's hit that 500 downloads. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Pray for us and uh each other, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: All, right. All we'll right. See you next week. Bye. Bye we